Supporter Notions is brought to you by FaceFace Games, Canada's number one source for magic singles and products. Check us out at facefacegames.com. Was it, uh, my good friend Charlotte, co-host of the Judgecast North podcast, has always said that if she plays at a legacy tournament that she knows Patrick Sullivan is playing at, she's going to sideboard City in a bottle because it just completely mana screws him. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening and welcome to episode 77 of Horde of Notions. I'm your host, Chris. With me tonight, just two of the regular hosts. First of all, it's Will. We're back. And, of course, it's Travis. Hello. Adina not with us tonight. She's working or something. I don't know. These people <laughs> she has a flight. Oh, God. Who wants one of those, yeah, anyway? You should try getting a government job like you and I. No work required. <laughs> uh, Technically, no. I work. I'm a public servant. Yeah, you serve me, and I'm a member of the public. Actually, I was going to say he services people in public. <laughs> what you two think about a lot. <laughs> yeah, please put your clothes back on in my memory. <laughs> hey, I did just get out of the shower. Oh, God, there's a mental image I could have died without having. All right, so tonight we are going to be brewing with Dragon's Maze, and lots of it. But we're going to start by talking about what we've been playing recently. So let's start with Travis. Um, I've been playing a couple of different decks. Um, if you've followed my article series on Mana Deprived at all, um, I submitted a Omniscience deck that uses Obsidoth's Aid. I've been playing that quite a bit. It is insanely fun. And it's fairly consistent, turn four, turn five. Um, it doesn't do very well against all the aggro decks right now, but I'm still working on it. I haven't given up on it yet. And a tokens build, uh, Bant tokens. Because if there's one thing I need, it's more decks that lose to aggro. Did you say aggro? doesn't lose to aggro. You said aggro or ragro? I, I said aggro. Oh, I heard ragro. I was like, what? What's this Ragro deck? I'm intrigued. See, that's why my okay. token deck runs uh, three main deck Druids Deliverance, and it can go up to four. Yeah. Aggro is not the problem I have right now. It's the flipping um, Bant Enchantments decks. I'm going to have to start putting uh, All the uh, Barter and Blood. All, well, Barter and Blood was what I was thinking, but yes, Liliana works well, too. Wear and Tear. as well. Wear and Tear does absolutely nothing. It does when it's back with Snapcaster Mage. Just play War no. Priest of Thune instead. <laughs> At least you yeah, can block the er- 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 <laughs> No, what you need is a uh, para. What is it? Parasailing? Parasailing. Or Parasailing? Yeah, then you gain life too. Yeah. Score! Or Mizzy Mortar's it- thumb. And really, so this token's deck. Yes. Is it just like. Let me see if I can your- pull it up. Is it just no. you playing four copies of Advent War with Populate? Uh, no. It also has um, Intangible Virtue, uh, Mina Haunting, Snapcaster Mage, uh, 
Tristani, just because when she does populate in two, the life gain is very good. Let me see. I sent a, sh- a list of it to Scotty Mac. Let me see if I can find it. So I'm not just pulling it from memory. Yeah, I hear you like pulling it. Uh, PG. <laughs> PG cast, Chris. From memory. Okay. Uh, three Snapcaster Mage, three Voice of Resurgent, two Tristani, two Armada Worm, four Call of the Conclave, three Intangible Virtue, four Advent Worm, three Midnight Haunting, three Celestia Charm, uh, three Druid's Deliverance, two Parallel Lives, and currently it's four Gather the Townsfolk. I'm trying to find a way to make that um, Lingering Souls. I don't know if I want to put the fourth color, but... I'm so worried about aggro when it's uh, more two drops. Although voice is, of course, fantastic as a two drop against aggro. So that list, well, I'm sure, will be in the show notes for people who are interested in it. It's also in your article on mana deprived. You said not yet, not this, okay. not this one. Uh, there was a there was one close to it that I put up uh, in my first article a few weeks ago, um, but I've tweaked it some since then. Pretty sure I used to write for those guys at some point. Back when you were cool? No, that's never been the case. Well, uh, a token stack won the um, 5K, the TCG 5K, I think, last weekend. But it was straight green white. And I don't... TCG 5K, hmm. And I you don't think it had, um, uh It went with intangible virtues. Hmm, okay. I forgot how good that card is. That card is very good, but... Uh, oh, it was good playing to be banned if you're playing tokens. Well, he is playing tokens. Well, uh, yeah. I just want to specify, right? If you don't have tokens, it's not good. 6-6 six, six, Vigilant Trampling Armado, or Advent Worms are really good. Yeah, but how much better are they than 5-5 five, five Trampling Non-Vigilant Armado Worms? I don't know where you would get a 5-5 five, five Trampling Vigilant non no, non-vigilant, oh. no matter. I'm just a regular one. I don't know if that slot for intangible virtue is better than, say, Sundering Growth. Or well, Sundering Growth is a side card. But I don't know. In that deck, it might be main deck playable. I don't know if there are enough enchantments to target. I mean, you run into something like Jund, and it's just going to sit in your hand. Well, Jund has Staff of Nin, Deadbridge Chant. And also, it's never dead, right? Oh, I guess it is. You it's need the target to cast it. Yeah, it's not like Druid. But with Intangible Virtue, you can go turn two, call the Conclave, turn three, Intangible Virtue, and you've got a 4-4 that attacks and blocks and pretty much stops Simply living magical Christmas land. <laughs> That's not that magical Christmas. That's two cards <laughs> the first three turns. I've been playing something kind of similar in that it does have Tristani and Armada Worm in it. I've been trying to avoid playing junk rights while still playing junk rights, if you see what I mean. Uh, I was on junk before Gay Crash came out and was in love with it. Uh, that was more of a Planeswalker build that also ran Intangible Virtues. It was running on like Sorin, uh, both Garricks, Va- Vraska, and it was just like pumping out tokens, Lingering Souls, uh, Thrag Tusks, and so on, and just like trying to get as much value as possible off as few cards as I could manage. Uh, someone convinced me that I really needed to be playing Angel of Serenity, namely all the people playing Angel of Serenity that were beating me up. Yep. <laughs> Once you play <laughs> against Angel of Serenity, you're like, I see why people are playing this card. 
And I still love the junk shell, you know, Thrag Tusk and Armada Worm and, you know, and Burial Rites has become a thing. But the one thing that, uh, well, the two things that converted me were, first of all, I really wanted to play Seance, since I have six foils, and I, I'm a bit of a foil lover. And Deadbridge Chant looked absolutely obscene, and I couldn't resist trying it. How has it been? I opened one, and I haven't got to play with it yet. I've been aggressively trading for them, and it's about as obscene as it looks. The card is amazing. I think in my review, I called it like a super staff of men. Well, here's the thing. If you just play it, mill yourself ten, and then let it do its thing, you're drawing a card a turn with sometimes some upside. If you are playing Seance and Deathrite Shaman as well to narrow down the random, it just doesn't become fair anymore. That sounds like that is true. So the deck is basically Junkrite Shell. It's got uh, Grizzly Salvage, Mulch, Lotless Troll, uh, two Unburial Rites, three Seance, and two Deadbridge Chant. Those numbers are pretty flexible. I think that's about right, because with Chant being six mana, you don't want to really run three of those and two Seance, right. and they work so well together. Uh, three Tristani, three Thrag Tusk, three Angel of Serenity, two Acidic Slime, uh, two Armada Worm. Uh, what else have I got in here? Like I said, two Rites. All of the duels. Uh, three Deathrite Shaman and three Arbor Elf. Again, that number might not be the correct combination. And I just have two Garrick Relentless in there right now. I did have Tristani Summoner, but it was too cute. I found that I it just I never wanted to get that. And the thing is with uh, Garrick Relentless, if he flips, he gives you an excellent way of getting rid of your Seance tokens mm, on your turn. That's a good point. I mean, they're going to get exiled anyway, so it's not the worst thing if you ever need to, but sacrificing them to Garrick to find something else is pretty good, especially if you need Trostani. One of the most disgusting things I've done with this deck is cast a Seance with Trostani in play, and then on my turn, untapped, brought back Angel of Serenity, exiled three of his creatures, including a Thrag Tusk, with the trigger on the stack, the Enters the Battlefield trigger, populated the Angel of Serenity token from Seance with Trostani. Yeah. <laughs> exiling the original. <laughs> yep. That's and, uh, it's It's kind of hard to lose when you can populate an Angel of Serenity every turn. You get three free source to Pile Shower's turn? Yeah, I could see that being pretty good. Kind of good. Uh, it's also kind of hard to lose when you bring back a Crater Hoof Behemoth and then populate it. I mean, I, I don't know. Is this good? I, I don't know. The reason uh, some of the creatures are in there, like Armada Worm, the thing is with sales is people forget that it triggers in both upkeeps. Oh, it does so both? You, I didn't know that. I thought it was Yeah. No. So bringing back, an unarm, bringing back an Armada Worm in their upkeep guarantees that you will untap with a 5-5 Trampler, obviously, unless they have the removal. Uh, whereas something like um, a bigger creature, for example, like a Grizzlebrand, you're not going to get as much use out of it, necessarily. You also can't profitably populate a Grizzlebrand token. <laughs> no, you cannot. That is a non-bow, as they say. Uh, Crater Hook Behemoth is obviously as ridiculous as you'd expect. Deadbridge Chant, though, sometimes you want to stack the Seance first, so that the Deadbridge Chant has a chance of getting something at random. Sometimes you want to stack the, the Chant first. 
if you have a Trostani in play and one in the graveyard, you are constantly crossing your fingers and hoping that you don't hit the second one. Well, do you play Deathrite Shaman in the deck? I play three Deathrite Shaman, three Arbor Elf, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, because just, like, uh, the Deathrite Shaman interaction with uh, with Dead Bridge Chant is certainly... Uh, I did mention that while you were off. My apologies. That's fine. You're going to make me uh, go get Dead Bridge Chants, aren't you? Yeah, the card uh, is very, very good. Yeah, it's, I, I actually completely agree with that. And not only does it work well with Deadbridge Chant, but I was just saying, well, it works really well with Seance as well, because you can stack them whatever order you choose. Sometimes you'll want the Seance to bring something back first. Sometimes you'll want the random first uh, to give it a chance to stick around, yeah. and then you'll Seance something else back. Because like, if you have no Trostani out and there's a Trostani in your yard, you really want Deadbridge Chant to trigger first to see if you can hit the Trostani. Yeah. And then let Seance do its thing. Because, I mean, Seancing back a worm is pretty hideous. Yeah. Now you've got, uh, my, yeah. you've got my brewer's <laughs> instincts working. Yeah, it's fun. This deck has been uh, really powerful. I won a Winterbox tournament with it over the weekend, uh, beating uh, Prime Speaker Bant, uh, the Esper aggro deck that's been going around, and a Grixis control deck. Esper aggro? Yeah, it runs like Knight of Infamy, uh, Deputy of Acquittals. Isn't that the one that uh, runs like all eight knights? Yeah, Jackie Lee was talking about it. Uh, it looks, it, it's a fun deck. It has Geistus and Trash, so it can't be that bad. But uh, apparently when you just are gaining 10 life a turn because you keep populating Armada 1 tokens to make 10 more power, it's kind of hard to lose. Yeah. I've al- I also I played in another tournament. I did only go 2-2. Two and two. My losses were in 3 to, to the Bant Enchantments deck, which Reanimator can just never beat. I don't know. You're playing Black. Can't you side into Liliana? Well, yeah, but that's really your only answer. Hmm. And even then, like, if they are landing Arbor Elves turn, or yeah, some other random orcs. Turn two, guys. Turn three, suit up, guys. Yep. I know that feeling. I'm trying to remember what my other loss was to. Um, but it was close. I know that... Since you're playing all kinds of big dudes, could you maybe run something like um, Mutilate in the sideboard? Well, I don't have enough swamps. You only need, like, four. Well, the thing mulching, is Chris. Well. You're mulching. One thing I did think about running was Drown in Filth. I know that doesn't really help against bad enchantments, but it helps against pretty much everything else. Oh, yeah, I've got the proof that that card's good in modern to Jarvis Woo. Also, the, 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 someone told me that the Reanimator Mirror Match comes down to who lands the last Angel of Serenity. Yep. Or uh, someone not landing an Angel of Serenity. <laughs> so, with this deck it's almost always going to get the last Angel of Serenity because of the fact that if it, if one hits the graveyard, sure, they can reanimate theirs, but I don't need to find Unburial Rites. I can make tokens of mine and just keep populating it. Seems kind of mean. Seems like you well, might want to try a Progenitor Mimic in there. Well, that would be going into blue. Yeah, but just one blue. I don't know or why I would uh, in the board, and the board is kind of a work in progress right now, I've got... Why is there an Arbor Elf here? Oh, I know why. Uh, three Liliana, 
two Garrick Primal Hunter, two Vraska, two Sorin, three Centaur Healer, two Skylasher, and two Drown and Filth. Uh, Skylasher it was my uh, tech against Bant Enchantments, because it'll sit in front of Geist all day long. And it can't be bounced. It can't be bounced. It can be Feeling of Dreaded if they run that. Um, but it, it's I don't know how good it is. I just can't think of anything better <laughs> right now. Devour Flesh might be a thing, but like you said, if they're running Arbor Elf, that's probably not enough. Uh, what about something like Blood Baron? Blood Baron would be fine, but it doesn't have reach and it doesn't fly. Unless I can get them below 10. Getting me to 30 is not that difficult. So there's some, there's some possibilities. The deck is incredibly fun to play because of the... Like if you hit your machine, oh sorry, not your machine. If you, if you get your engine going, your Seance Dead Bridge Town engine, you don't ever feel like you can lose the game. Well, yeah, it'd be hard to if you get that going. I mean, Which you could lose to uh, rest in peace, but well, nobody runs that main deck, and any time I sense graveyard hate coming, I just side into the Planeswalker package. So if I think someone's going to bring in Rakdos Charm or Rest in Peace or even a Tormod's Crypt, uh, I will just side out the chance, all but one of the seances and the Unburial Rites and go with the good Planeswalkers. Well, except Liliana. Liliana doesn't come in against that sort of deck. Doesn't Deadbridge Chant dodge Ground Seal? Deadbridge Chant does. Seance doesn't. Seance targets. Also, Will, did you know that Seance is every upkeep, not just your own? No. Yep. <laughs> is it just me, or doesn't this seem like something we should have known before? <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I'm, does that cut I've got a place that sit on my desk upstairs and I didn't notice. Beginning of each upkeep. No, it still seems awful, but that's... I'm pretty sure we've dedicated at least one show to it, and I don't believe that ever came up. Oh, I've said it before. I don't know if I've said it before, but I knew it. It's great, because in their, in their upkeep, you can bring back something like a, a Thrag Tusk or even an Acidic Slime, which is just great on defense. And then in your upkeep, you bring back something that you need to stick around so you can populate it. Knowing what to Seance back is, is key. Like more than once, the correct play has been to Seance back an Arbor Elf. Even though it doesn't have haste, you then sacrifice it to Garrick Relentless, or uh, the flipped Garrick Relentless, and go and get something that actually wins you the game. Now, how many big creatures are you running in this? Do you ever have the problem where you've just exiled so many that um, you don't have anything else to win with? Three angels, uh, two armada worms, and a crater hoof. And no, because by the time you get to that point, they're so far behind, they're dead anyway. Is there like a one of growing ranks, just for some sauciness? No. Uh-huh. But I'll tell you, the, the most disgusting things you do when you get that engine going is that you, tra- you resolve your seance, you resolve your dead bridge chant, so you've got like two creatures have just hit the board. One's a token, one's a real creature. And then you go, oh, now I have all of my mana untapped and I still get to draw a card. It just does not feel fair. I could definitely see that being unfair. Yeah, the deck is a tremendous fun to play. I'm going to be writing about it after F&M this week. Just so that everyone at F&M can then next week bring in uh, Parasolian. <laughs> everyone, sh- yeah, everyone show up with Rest in Peace and their main decks. <laughs> uh, I doubt that will happen. 
But yeah, I, I'm going to play it. Everybody knows I'm going to play it. I said to someone on the weekend, I'm actually to the point with this deck where I'm going to tournaments just because I enjoy playing the deck that much. That's a great place to be with a deck. A bit That's like the way I was with, with Pod. Yeah, I was just going to say, a bit like you felt with Pod and Will, you felt with Jund. Speaking of Will and Jund, I hear you were cheating and playing a modern deck at a PTQ, Will. Uh, as it turns out, there's this saying, uh, Jund in all formats. I thought whoever came up with this was crazy. Turns out, Probably Phil Sam's. Tur- <laughs> turns out they're not. Jund in all formats. Why go for originality? So I had a PTQ this weekend uh, in Quebec City. And you, you scrubbed out again, didn't what you? What can I say? Uh, and I had... So I had gone to GP Quebec City, and I had played one uh, standard event. I played Pedal to the Metal, and I just didn't like it. So I had agreed to go to the PTQ, and I was debating, debating, debating. And I'm like, oh, this is just not going good. And then I happened to be browsing through the SCG... Um, standard open results, and I was like, wait, oh, and Turdenwald was playing in one, that seems kind of odd. And second place with Jund, hmm. Uh, so I sleeved up uh, Owen's 74 of his 75. Uh, one of the, there was a dress in the board that he had that I boarded out, and I put a Sire of Insanity. Mm-hmm. And simply put, like, the reason is for me, I I never know when the right time is to bring in a dress in these situations, or for that. So I just thought, you know what? Let's just go with the Sire of Insanity. And it worked uh, It worked quite well. So I played Jund at the tournament, and I went uh, 5-0-2 in the Swiss, going undefeated uh, through my first five rounds. Though technically, uh, round five, it's a win in the score sheets, but like, yeah. my opponent was playing Mono Red, and he was stuck on uh, one land in uh, two of the three games. So I was, kind of, I was kind of keeping one land hand. Well, no, like I mean, it was completely justified, right? Like he had one, he had one of the hands was one land triple Rakdos Cackler, the other one was one land uh, double Cackler and a Stromkirk Noble. So, and he had basically it was like two drop, two drop going on. Uh, so I played it, and the deck is, I I, I can kind of get why people are like, well, it's more or less of a do nothing deck, but there's there's certain like. You know, you need to be able to manage your early game so that when you get to late game, it is a do-nothing deck because you're just like, I'm ahead and I win. So, yeah. I, gr- I greatly enjoy playing it. Now, how many Sire were you running? I had two in the main and th- uh, one in the board. So, three total. And let me tell you, in the Swiss, there's five, if not six games that I won simply by casting, going uh, Sire of Insanity Go. Uh, I played against, so round one I played against a rug uh, controlish deck, where one of the turns he used, uh, he only had three lands up, so he used turn on my sire, so he didn't have to chuck his hand at the end of his turn. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way to dodge it. That is one way to dodge it, but at the same time I played against uh, a blue-white control deck, where just going Cavern of Souls, Sire of Insanity... Uh, was good enough. I same thing against. Uh, I was playing against Aristocrats, Stalin three lands, Sire of Insanity made him discard three Falconrath Aristocrats, which was a nice feeling. Oh. But but didn't you end up losing to a certain card? I did. So I went five hundred two, and then uh, the the last round of Swiss is actually 
quite uh, interesting. So what happened was uh, the first three tables could draw into top eight, uh, but the fourth table couldn't because their breakers were such that if uh, the person who was at X111, he had leapfrog over one of them. So there was kind of mm-hmm. some math doing, there's like some people were doing some math, doing some math, and then finally uh, it was my buddy Justin, who was at table four, decided to draw, even though he would be the one that would get kicked out should uh, the other guy win. And the reason for it was because he was playing Aristocrats against uh, a deck that is very similar to uh, Sam Black posted a Vampires deck last week. That's uh, yep. that's three colors. Uh, that there was a version of that deck that showed up, and you know what? Some people might say, "Oh, Tribal Vampires, no one cares." That deck is actually really good. It's a Sam Black deck. Well, I'm well. That's one right, but people are like. It's vampires. Like, that can't possibly work. Uh, the only difference... I know he wasn't playing Stromkirk Nobles. He was playing another card uh, in it. I can't remember what. But it was it was pretty interesting to see just as a deck at the top tables. Uh, so, anyways, what happened was they drew, but then the Esper guy won, so he leapfrogged uh, both of them and kind of messed up the top eight. So, in top eight, I ended up playing against uh, Naya Blitz. Although, uh, it was certainly, like, Naya Blitz with Hellriders, so slightly up on the curve. And, uh-huh. as it's, yeah, so, game one, I had to mulligan to six. It wasn't the greatest of six cards, but it could certainly do something. But he had, he basically did to me what I did to Travis regularly, which was just <laughs> straight up curve out. And I was like, yup. I need a bonfire, and I didn't draw a bonfire, so that was sad. And then, it, and then in game two, he went, uh, what was it? He went um, champion of the parish, uh, another one drop. Turn three, he went burning tramissary into frontline medic. Now, I cleared off the first two drops. Those, when he played that, I was able to play an Olivia. He found a Hellrider off the top. Uh, Hellrider off the top, unfortunately. So that gave the battalion trigger to uh, frontline medic, which sucked. Uh, so you were basically beaten by your own card. Well, wait, 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 wait. So that that attack put me to seven life. Now I untap with six lands and Olivia was able to kill his Hellrider. So he had two cards, and basically, like regardless of what he played. I untap, and I'm in pretty good situation, except off the top of the deck came another Hellrider. So you got a double dose. (laughs) Yeah, which was so much fun. So you got Hellridden? I did. So I made, I mean, I'm, you know, I made another top eight for PTQ, so it's kind of happy. Not, I'm not happy with the results, but at the same time, like, it's, uh, I had two uh, two of my friends, Justin and uh, Nick LeBlanc, were both watching, and since they're you know better players than me and they were able to see the entire game state, the first thing I did you know was turn to them and go like, okay, I know I obviously got destroyed, but was there anything like that could have done that you would have done different? And they're both shaking their heads, going like, it it didn't matter what you did with the cards you had available, <laughs> you were dead regardless. So I was like, well. Okay, then. 
Yeah, sometimes that just happens. So another top eight. So three for five, and one uh, one of those, and then another one was uh, lost by winning in. I guess that means though that uh, you've done, made three top eights and you still haven't won one. That would be correct. Yes. Yeah, you'll get there, man. But I got a I got a Ral Zarek play, Matt. Sweet. Nice. I got a foil Ral Zarek. I've got just a regular Ral Zarek. What do you I think of have, that? I don't have any Ral Zareks. I puka traded one. Uh, <laughs> you poopa traded one? Puka traded. Oh right, that. Yeah. Do you use that as well, Chris? I'm signed up for it. Uh, I have not partaken as of yet. Because I've heard there's like no foils. You can't. Bring this is foils. correct. They're currently they don't have a foil system in place. Mm, see. Which, as I'm sure you noticed when I was in Montreal, kind of pers- dissuades me from wanting to try. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing, right? Like most of the cards that I have, I can trade away pretty easily. But like foils just kind of sit in my binder. If there's a system that I could just get rid of all these foils, I'd be more than happy. Supposedly they're working on it for the next upgrade. Don't understand why. Why would you? Why would you do that? Get rid of all the foils. No, sorry. Get rid of one of them. Although this Friday, uh, well, this uh, past Friday, uh, I did actually trade for a foil, which is the first time I've ever traded for a foil. I believe. I I mean, I may have traded for a foil at some other point, but that I can remember. Because, uh, well, someone couldn't find, wanted something that I was more than happy to get rid of, but I couldn't find anything else. So I got a uh, foil Japanese Notion Thief. Nice. That's nice. That is very nice. I have a place out of foil Notion Thieves now, so. Now you just gotta, you gotta make a deck with them. Uh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, go for that. I, well, I mean, if you want to play I, Legacy, that's fine, but yeah, I don't think the tools are there for standard. I don't want to dwell on this too long, but I did try that at FNM, and I got mana screwed and had to mulligan in every single game. That is no exaggeration. Every single game. Well, that just sucks. So it was not any sort of indication about whether the deck is good or not. I think I managed to get up to four mana twice in order to cast Notion Thief. I did manage to cast Whispering Madness with it out, uh, but then my opponent top-decked the bonfire, and it was all <laughs> moot. But still, that felt pretty good, but the rest of the night was just a miserable, colossal failure. Fortunately, it was the next day that I went and won a draft and then won a winner box, so that kind of made up for it. But. So, enough of that. Let's talk about Dragon's Maze and what it has done to our brewing brains. Dragon's uh, Maze! Um, I have a, a slight qualm with what you just said. You just What's said, that? you just said that Travis has a brain. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's currently out alone. <laughs> but I, I was not like there were some good cards in the set that I enjoyed. But I was not terribly excited about brewing with it I until the pre-release. I've been excited about Dragon Knights from the beginning. Yes, we know. Our Facebook chat has numerous mess times where you've gone on message posting rampages and all the three of us are going, oh, God, he's at it again. Hey, I well, can't help it. See, I, like, I mean, this is a set, like, the format that existed before Dragon's Maze, right, was essentially, you know, you had Reanimator, you had Jund, you had the Aristocrats. Uh, I mean, I guess 
spent whatever was around, right? So there's not like, say, since it's a smaller set, there's not like going to be some huge upheaval as it comes to like brewing. But what I found kind of nice about Dragon's Maze, which I didn't at first glance, is it seems like a set that it's very, there's a whole lot of cards that can be very complementary to what exists now, while simultaneously offers some possibilities to get to, to get inventive with. I think the set is just full of cards waiting to to be built around, like Chris and Deadbridge Chant or Legion's Initiative or um, Master of Cruelty. There are a lot I of cards that just are abstractively powerful. See, I disagree completely. I don't think those are build-arounds. I think those go in existing strategies and are powerful cards. Or, uh, simultaneously, I think they go in strategies that, say, were fringe-existent, if you will. Like Advent of, War- like Advent of Worm, right? I think is yeah. a card that just kind of pushed a specific strategy over the top. That was yeah, like, right. okay, like this before, not really, say, like, probably a Tier 2 deck, but now, like, Advent of Worm, it certainly pushes it up. So, like, Bant Delver is a thing right now. Which means, get Skylashers! Uh, yeah. Foil Skylashers. Get Advent of the Worm. Ten bucks. Or how? Ten bucks? Ten bucks. Advent of the Worm is in the event deck, which we'll be doing our review of next I week. I actually cracked a Foil Advent Worm as well. Nice. And that is a very sweet event deck, but we will get to that later. Yeah, it is. I also have two foil beck and calls, a foil blood script. Now, let's not go down that road. I have a lot of foils. Yeah, let's discuss all the foils we have. So Deadbridge Chant is is a card that I, obviously, we were talking about earlier. I don't think it can just go in Reanimator, though. I think, though, Jund was playing it in their sideboard. Uh, yeah, it's kind of insane. Well, okay, uh, I'll actually explain to you the situation that occurred. Uh, I kept, I was playing against an opponent who, uh, I had one game one, so he goes first, and he moves to six. And I look at my hand, and it's four lands and three farseeks. Ooh. Which, which, which is... So it's basically like, seven lands. <laughs> yeah, which is awful. I well, seven lands, you know, by turn four. And I was just kind of like, I should really throw this away. But the opponent that I was playing against, I was like, Game one wasn't really a contest, and, like, I I kind of farted around in game one, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to be ballsy. I'm going to keep this. So, of course, you know, <laughs> turn two. PTQ, you kept this? Out of PTQ. So, of course, you know, I go turn two. Uh, I went turn two, Farseek. Turn three, double Farseek. Turn four, so I have six lands in play. Untap, draw, dead bridge chance. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slam down Dead Bridge Chant. I'm like, okay, comes into play, trigger, mill 10, right? And he's just, so my opponent's reading over the card. I'm like, can I mill 10? He's like, yeah, yeah. Mill 10, and I flipped over, what was it? I flipped over, like, Thragtusk, Thragtusk, Olivia, uh, Sire of Insanity. Uh, oh there was, <laughs> there was, like, a Garrick and a, a Liliana, as well as, like, a couple lands. My opponent was just like, and, like, at the beginning of upkeep, you get one of those back. I was like, well, it's at random, so I could get, like, the far seat back. He's like, yeah, my head's not really good. I'll just scoop. <laughs> Remember, kids, do as Will says, not as Will does. Do not yeah. keep four lands and three far seeks. Unless you're playing against control. That's fine against control. Yeah, it not is. Not really, I, because uh, then you're not going to cast anything relevant until they're ready to counter your spell you into oblivion. Not really. Like they're most of the control decks that are running around aren't like super heavy on the on the counter spells. So I, I don't know. 
I'd actually mm-hmm. like if I if I knew I was playing like obviously not game one, but game two if I knew I was playing against uh, a dedicated control deck, I'd uh, I'd keep that. Plus, like Demir Charm is starting to see more play, and countering turn two Farseek with a Demir Charm is pretty value. I've done it. It feels good. Well, especially against Jund, because like yeah. the the difference in Jund hands that like have the turn two Farseek and don't have the turn two Farseek is huge. It is. So Debridge Chant is bunk, as we are all agreed. Agreed. I will. I will take your word for it. Yeah, because I haven't got to play with it. Uh, when Possibility Storm was spoiled, I looked at it and I thought, oh, it's the jank rare, the jank red rare from this set for the Chaos players that my good buddy Shane is going to open a thousand of and tear up on site. I'm not so sure. I think this one's playable. I believe so, too. I believe it's going to have some fun decks put around it. Sort of like a Warp World. Well, I, I think it's better than any of the Chaos rares we've seen from Red. Simply because you can build a deck that doesn't get hurt by this. Right, if you cast Huntmaster of the Fells, and you end up hitting, um, what's that 3-3 demon with haste? Uh, Rider. That's the one. Instead, are you going to be too mad about that? Really? That, that's the example. See what instead yeah, really. you really. Now what happens when you cast that uh, Huntmaster of the Fells that you really need, and you hit an Arbor Elf? Quite, quite, quiet down. Here's what you do. Is you go turn one, uh, let's say Arbor Elf, turn two Farseek, then turn three play Possibility Storm, and then you just have a little, a bunch of like small little one drops that you hit World Spider Worm off of. And you're like, yeah, what up? Well, I mean, this is a thing that could happen, but I'm trying to stay realistic here. Yes, you you can avoid hitting the the lousy Mana Dogs by not playing any Mana Dogs. So. One thing I was thinking of, I mean, obviously it combos with Curse of Exhaustion, Curse of Exhaustion, sorry, to uh, lock your opponent out. Yep. Also, with them both being enchantments, you can also play Assemble the Legion in that deck, so that any time you do cast an enchantment with Possibility Storm in play, you're going to hit something you want. And then you play, uh, your only sorceries are Sweepers. You can't play Bonfire because it'll X for zero, so you play Terminus and Supreme Verdict. You play a bunch of burn as instants, so whatever burn you cast, you will hit burn, and you play no creatures. I don't like this no creature plan. Well, what creatures would you like to play? I'll get back All to of them. that. All of them. <laughs> now, Zealous, here's, what, here's what you do. Zealous con- or what you do is you have two possibility storms on play, then you play a Zealous Conscripts and flip your two Zealous Conscripts and steal other stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. No, you play Possibility Storm in Modern, in a blue-red deck. You, you lost me you, when you Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. If, anyone, if anyone's playing anything in Modern, for, someone needs to break Impromptu Raid first. Then you can go no. to whatever Possibility Storm is. Anyway, you play Possibility Storm. You transmute Teleria West for Ornithopter, and the only other creature in your deck is Emrakul. Voila. <laughs> why? Why, God, why? Why wouldn't you just play Polymorph and Tokens, which is actually a good version of that deck and doesn't require you to play bad cards? The only, I mean, what are you playing? You're playing four Possibility Storm, one, one uh, Ornithopter, and one Emrakul. The rest of it is a straight blue-red control deck. Also, you already have stupid Goryeo's Vengeance in that format. Yeah, Goryeo's Vengeance is pretty good. Now, I don't like that idea at all. 
That sounds, it just sounds terrible. <laughs> it really does. If you're talking modern, I want to talk Varols. Varols is very good in modern. But we're not yeah, everybody talking knows. modern. Standard all day, every day. No, we're talking modern as well. well we first can off, easily... we're supposed to be talking Bruin. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody knows about Death Shadow with Varols, right? Yes. Well, unless you're, you know... Under a rock. Or the, uh, the hunted... The hunted creatures? Uh, yeah, that's true. But, so, Phyrexian Crusade is kind of hard to kill in modern. Nah, you can just play Mutilate. In modern? Sure. I don't think you know how modern works. No, what you do is you go turn one death right, Shaman. Oh, here we go. <laughs> turn two, Eight Moth Nexus, and Valroz. That way, if they try to make you sack... Can you just abrupt decay everything? Yeah. When you'll be playing that into your black green, but you can get the turn three kill with ink monness. No, I meant your opponent's playing abrupt decay. Oh god. How are you getting the death shadow in the graveyard? Uh, discard rich chant, obviously. Like, discard it to what? Whatever you want. If you want to play lotless troll on turn three and still have the mana to death bridge chant. No, you want Dead Bridge Turn on turn three. <laughs> so you go, alright, so you need five mana on turn three. Cast Lot- Lotless Troll. Activate Ninkmoth Nexus. So six mana, because L- Ankmoth is counting as a land. And then another mana to scavenge the Death Shadow. Can't we just brew, like, Varel and Planeswalker? No, that's terrible. Why? <laughs> I mean, you would need to play Liquid Metal Coating. What? No. How are you gonna? Yeah. How are you gonna get counters on your planeswalker? You make Gideon a creature, obviously. Oh well, that's a thing, yes. <laughs> but it doesn't increase his power and toughness that turn. Whatever. It still doubles his counters. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Fun, fun, l- fun fact, people. We're actually not trolling. If Gideon becomes a creature, then Voral can double his counters. That's true, but he does his power and toughness is locked in when you animate him. Unless so there's a spell that says you can play activate two Planeswalker's abilities in the same turn. Yeah, that's never going to happen. They should make that. Or a Planeswalker's ability to instant speed on your opponent's turn. Now you're just trolling. Be quiet. Um, we're at, Next time Zach's on the cast, we're going to ask him, I'm going to ask him if that is potentially something. So, Varol's in modern. Yeah, Ingmoth Nexus and Phyrexian Crusader are probably the two best targets for a Death Shadow scavenge. I really like that idea. Isn't Decree of Savagery in modern as well? Or is that just too expensive? Uh, I don't think it's in modern. I thought that was in Onslaught Block, wasn't it? Oh, I'm not talking about Decree. Force of Savagery, I'm talking about. The 8-0 Trample. Yes, that is. Yes. So you can put 8 counters on for 3 mana. Is that good value? Or can we do better than that? Well, 13 for 1 mana is pretty much... Yes, but are we going to rely just on that? I would probably side with Hunted Horror over that. So that's two mana for seven? Yeah. Uh, Let's do this gather a card search thing. It's power or it's yeah. toughness? Power. Okay. I was trying to think, like, Phyrexian... Uh, juggernaut, juggernaut, not Juggernaut. Phyrexian... I can never remember the name of that bloody thing. Dreadnought is not modern that's playable. Cool. That's what I was about to say. It's not modern playable. Um, <laughs> Hunted Wumpus. The, the first card gather gives me is Archdemon Agreed. <laughs> oh, 
that doesn't oh, work. Oh, yeah. That's helpful. <laughs> I mean, it would be really sweet, but does not work. So Force of Savagery is an 8-0 for 3. It's not actually playable without being scavenging it, though. Uh, Haunted Horror is possibly I mean, playable. If yeah, if you're packing a, a Broke Decay screw the tokens, you can well, I mean, I mean, puke in your make, mouth. But okay. It makes four tokens. You are not using all four Broke Decay. All right, so I thought it made two three threes. I, no, I, I gather search this for power six and greater and convert mana cost three and less. Uh, ignoring all the flip cards because there's like eight of them. You have uh, ball lightning, cosmic larva, death shadow, force of savagery, groundbreaker, hunted horror, nizathid, mixathid, mixathid, Oh shit! Yep. No, that's not good. Uh, Old Fogey is not good either. Uh, Phyrexian Soul Gorger. It's an 8-8 for 3. Huh. What's the drawback on that? Uh, cumulative Upkeep Sacrifice a Creature. It's from Cold Snap. Oh, that's easy to that, get into the graveyard. That doesn't seem terrible. Does it? Phyrexian Soul Gorger? Yeah. No, it doesn't. There has to be something else wrong with this card. It doesn't come in tapped. No, it's three. It's an artifact creature, a snow artifact creature, but it's an eight-eight for three. Right. So if you go turn one death rate shaman, turn two this, you can either sacrifice your shaman and swing for eight, and then let it go next turn when you draw the pharaohs or whatever, or you get a land, or you can just let it die the first turn after it's blocked the whatever. Why? Why are people not looking at this card? I don't know. I mean, obviously, Death Shadow is the is the ideal. Yeah, it is. But but in terms of we, like, say, the backup, you'd basically have this, or you'd have uh, Force of Savagery. Right, and the thing is, Force of Savagery. I mean, I think this is playable on its own. I mean, if you've got I, enough one drops in there to, to give it a couple turns, yeah. I mean, it does that abrupt uh, decay. Well, that's I mean. E- even without like it, right? I mean, if you have if you play this or you play Force of Savagery, right? Essentially, you're playing them; they both die. Just right, this one this actually sticks blocks. around to turn to block. And you can keep it around if you want to. Also, if we're playing green black, very little stopping us from playing white and going lingering souls into this. This is true. Especially if we're already going to be trying to get things in the graveyard for playing things like Drown in Filth or uh, Grizzly Salvage. Yeah, or even just Dredging. So, notes for next time. Travis, write this down since you're taking the minutes. When we're modern brewing, Phyrexian Soul Gorger. Yeah, I'm already trying to find a playset. <laughs> get off face-to-face, damn it. It's a quarter on face-to-face, but there's no conditions in stock. They do have two foils. Two, Woohoo, not anymore, they don't. Two thirty-two apiece. Mine! Get off! <laughs> this card is insane! Why were we not looking at this? Oh my god, this well, is great! I've never actually played with Cold because Snap. Because most people forget that, Sol- that uh, Cold Snap exists. <laughs> yeah. I've all- well, except for, you know, like, good cards in it. Well, I mean good cards, right? Like, there's Orin Viper and Adakar Valkyrie. Spread. Uh, yeah! Phyrexian Etchings. Wasn't there, like, isn't there a counterspell in this set that sees play? Like, he's a oh, commandeer. Yeah, commandeer. 
Rune Snag, um, Fury of the Horde. Yeah, true. Rune Snag's in this. Well, most of it's awful. <laughs> it's a heck of a lot better than Homelands. Barely, uh, but I don't know. I mean, in all fairness to Homelands, it did have a card that destroyed all other Homeland cards. I mean, that's got to be <laughs> worth something. <laughs> Wasn't that a thing for a while? Didn't they have like? Because City in a Bottle did it to City in a Brass. City, uh, to Arabian Nights cards. Yeah. And wasn't there one from another set, too? Like Golgothi and Silex or something? Uh, maybe. Uh, I think they realize that it absolutely screws up block construction. Yeah. <laughs> Golgothi and Silex. Pay one and tap it. All cards from the Antiquities expansion, including Golgothi and Silex, must be discarded from play. <laughs> God, I love them. Magic the Gathering, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Another question for Zach Hill. Why are there not more of these cards? Well, uh, my good friend Charlotte, co-host of the Judgecast North podcast, has always said that if she plays at a legacy tournament that she knows Patrick Sullivan is playing at, she's going to sideboard City in a bottle because it just completely mana screws in. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is good. <laughs> I'll tell her you thought so. All right, next card. What else do we like, guys? Um, Legion's Initiative. I'm always a fan of Blink Effects. See, I am just not a fan of this card, and I think it's it's probably my pick right now for most overpriced card in the set. Well, that uh, and Master Cruelties are like the same price. I think they're both seven bucks. Uh, Legion's Initiative is eight forty nine right now. Twenty five bucks for a foil. Well. What? 25 bucks for a foil? That's worse than your Elspeth Tyrells at 20 bucks. Actually, since I have face open, I'm going to go check. I don't believe you. Yeah, Elspeth Tyrell. Oh, foil. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant a regular one. No, a regular one is still 12 bucks. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. Oh, come on, Nix. What the hell? Sorry. The Nix just lost. God. Good. To who? The Pacers. What's the series set there? Three one Indiana. Hundred and eighty seconds of sports ball. Whoa, whoa, it's actually basketball. We're not talking about football. You actually like basketball. <laughs> I do like basketball, but I stopped caring when my team got eliminated. Who's your team? <laughs> they got eliminated back in March. <laughs> the Raptors. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh yeah, so what do you want to do with Legion's Initiative? I mean, it doesn't exactly lend itself to creative brewing, does it? Um, Aurelia, 8-mana Aurelia into this at the end of the first combat step. Exile it, second combat step, you get another Aurelia. Yeah, that's a thing. I'm trying also, to remember the name of the card I used to play with. Ghost Wing. It's like a Ghost Wing. Then, then again, you can just play Aurelia, and normally it's good enough. Just win the game. <laughs> yeah, especially when she's a 4-5 Aurelia. Yeah, Ghost Wing, it is like Ghost Wing. It's Ghost Wing with a Crusade attached, basically. I loved Ghost Wing. What can I say? I mean, any of your creatures that you have that have decent enter the battlefield effects, being able to reset them, I mean, that alone on an enchantment would have been pretty, at least, build aroundable. But you know this is only a one-shot effect, right? So? Is there a way to make your opponent draw cards? Right now? Yeah. Otherworld Atlas? Mm. No, not good enough. Okay. I was just going through and I was like, 
what if you had infinite mana with reap intellect and then you just like made them draw all their cards and then you just exiled everything? Well, they've already drawn all their cards. Well, most of their cards. You make them draw <laughs> ten. We're going for fun here. I mean, if you have infinite mana, you can just bonfire them to death. Blue Sun, Blue Sun Zena. It, uh, it's not standard playable. <laughs> I, lo- I love, I love modern. Neither is Reap Intellect. <laughs> what are you talking about? Reap Intellect. <laughs> I will give it this. It's a beautiful foil. <laughs> Oh See, that's my pick for most overrated card of the set. At two fifty, it's still way too expensive. <laughs> oh, I think Clara Path is probably worse. Although the flavor text on that makes it an instant win. Clara Path. Well, with Legion's Initiative, even as a just a a pump for red, like a crusade for red creatures at two mana, is playable probably. I mean, it's okay. I just don't think... I, I think it's an interesting choice as a mythic. I mean, it does dodge Terminus, which nothing else really does. Well, see, I understand why it's a mythic. Sure. But, like, it's kind of a... Should be a rare, but due to the fact that it has a slightly unique effect, it needs to be a mythic. It's, like, in those like in that, like, weird in-between zone. I am not a fan. I think uh, the thing that's really hurting it right now is there aren't a lot of red cards that have awesome end of the battlefield effects. It's the fourth most expensive card in the set. Really? Voice is 35, Rouse is 25, Blood Baron of Escapa, which, by the way, I need a place out of those, is 12, and Legion's Initiative is 849, 850. And then Advent of Worm is $8, and Deadbridge Chat is 8 bucks, And Master of Cruelties is 8 bucks. What the hell? Well, they're all the mythics, right? I'll tell you one thing about... Um, what was that card you just mentioned? Legion's Blood Initiative? Baron. No, Blood Baron, yeah. Isn't a 4-4 lifelink, pro-black, pro-white playable for 5 anyway? Oh, yeah, and if you're wondering, it destroys the aristocrats. Well, yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, aren't they still playing... Uh... No, like, well, that's why, I mean, like, the Vampire the vampire Tribal deck, right, that Sam Black posted, that uh-huh. has the Blood Barons, right? Like, Blood Baron just ends the game. That deck is a awful matchup for the Aristocrats. Well, I mean, they still have Blast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they still have Act. I mean... Not, it... I, that's the combo one. There's a lot of them that don't play the combo one. Hmm. That seems like a misplay. I mean, if you've got a combo that ends the game, why wouldn't you play it? What well, doesn't necessarily end the game, right? Like, there's the Aristocrats aggro deck that has okay. doesn't have like Reckners and stuff like that. But no, it's it, I, I, you know, it's one of those cards that I saw and I was like, oh, that's a good like casual card, right? Put in some EDH decks or whatnot. But then I saw it played and I was like, ah, you know what? It's kind of good. It's kind of a beating and limited too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is Taser, though. Taser was a ridiculous all weekend at the pre-release. I was, I was, I was unimpressed. How do you beat Taser? Uh, it turns out there's tons of ways. Of the, there's of, quite a bit of removal, Of the yes. five times I cast Taser, she won me the game one time. And in all fairness, it's because my opponent was at three life to begin with. You just got excessively unlucky. Uh, yeah, they had... Tur- what was it? Okay. In order, it was Turnburn, Mizium Mortars, uh, 
Grizzly Spectacle, I think. And then the last one, which was my favorite one of all time, because I was at 20 life, and he drew 1,000 lashes into 1,000 lashes. <laughs> <laughs> Youch. That was in, Speaking of, for the people before they get too uh, insane. That was in 2HG. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Two-Headed Giant was probably... It's still my favorite format of all time. Uh, but Taser... Somebody was playing Taser on their sideboard this weekend at Star City. Like someone that made top eight or someone in the tournament field? I think top 16. I think it was one of the reanimator decks was playing it. Just, just, just wanted to specify that one. And uh, I can see why. Like Anything that gets... Like Lingering Souls tokens... It, it kind of puts them in, a, in an impossible situation because the token hits, dies, and then you get a token to block the rest of them. So it's uh, it's kind of cool. Oh, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Actually, there's another time. Sorry, there's another time I played Tasha that I didn't win because my opponent had Aetherling. Yeah, that card is not a reasonable magic card. Not at all. That is one that not should show up entirely exactly well next year. He's like, trigger on the stack, exile it. I'm like, yeah, I hate you too. <laughs> uh, what else is horrible? Uh, in Limited, the Boros Battle Shaper is close to unbeatable. Yeah, I had one of those. those are pretty yeah, good. I had that come down against me in the, my Limited game. What's not, though, is uh, there's a modern GP this past weekend. I didn't see Beck call anywhere. I think I know why. Nobody built anything new for the tournament. No. Uh, hello, did you see Sam Black's deck? What was Sam Black playing? Blasting Station com- Combo? He was playing Malira Combo with Blasting Station. That's been done. I hadn't seen it before. Yep. Everybody was talking like it was his deck. Malira ha- Pod has used Blasting Station in the past. Okay. Putting Voice of um, Resurgence in there was new, but, I mean, he basically added the new card. No one really went out there with new decks. I think well, that's because they were even saying the protest. I think, yeah, they're brewing for the pros. Well, yeah, but I mean, pros aside, right? There are other people that attend these Magic tournaments. I think my, well, I think one of my favorite tweets Ooh. from the weekend though was I don't remember the exact wording, but it was something like access to the greatest team of professional Magic deck builders ever, one of the greatest uh, deck building minds of all time, is V Moshewitz playing Affinity, playing robots. Yep. Yeah, yeah that was AJ Saka. Okay, <laughs> I was like, yeah. And top eating with it. Well, he's V, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's like speaking I, of the protocol. That's like you know. Well, I, I, maybe it's the news you're going to say. He did you see that Bob Maher is going to this protocol? Yeah, I'm expecting yeah. like you know him to top eight. Can you imagine like the top eight of like John, Kai, Bob, Zvi, Kibler, PV, <laughs> just like an all Hall of Fame top eight. That would draw in the ratings. Oh my god, I I would I'd be fanboying all over the place. I would take Monday off work. Wait, the the Pro Tools this weekend? Yep. Well, you realize how awesome this is for us, right? Um, I was actually thinking something else, but go ahead. We're off Monday. Are we? It's a holiday. Why? The Victoria Day weekend. Oh, that's crazy. Sweet. So, where this is on the West Coast, we can stay up and watch the whole Top 8, not have to worry about not being able to get up for work in the morning. 
Also, to go back to what you were saying of the all uh, Hall of Fame top eight, do you remember Chicago in 2000? I don't remember it, but I've read about it. Where the the names were Kai, uh, there's Camille Cornelison, Ryan Kibler, Rob Doherty, yeah. John Finkel, Michael Pustelnik, Pustelnik, uh, Zvi Moshevitz, Hall of Fame, and then J.R., <laughs> two-time Canadian national champion. One of the best constructed players on the planet. But also the only guy in there that doesn't have a Pro Tour win. <laughs> that was his only top eight, if I remember correctly. Uh, it's possible, but, you know, seven of the eight have Pro Tour top eights, and there's almost all of them that are Hall of Famers. Seven, well, all of them. Seven of the eight are Hall of Famers, I think. I think all of the seven you mentioned, apart from Jay, are Hall of Famers. Is Pustelnik a Hall of Famer? I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I mean, the other six are there for sure. Yeah, no question. But I mean, I remember when Cornelison was coming up, and everybody was like, "Yeah, he's kind of good, but you know, he's no Kyle or John. <laughs> if he was playing now, he would easily be top two. Ah, <laughs> oh, the good old days. Anyway, more brewing. Uh, what about progenitor mimic? Do you think that's something that can be brewed with? Like, I mean, do we want copies of acidic slime every turn? I think it will see play. I don't think you you'll build anything around acidic it. Slime. Have you not been playing against Reanimator lately? That's all they do. Yeah, Acidic Slime is uh, it's one of those cards that people realize every now and then that people are getting greedy on their mana bases and they just play Acidic Slimes and win games. I actually played it against someone who was playing Ghost Quarter. Yeah. It took them a while to figure out that I don't have basics in my deck, though. <laughs> like, after I cast Garrick. So Ghost Quarter with Deadbridge Chant is kind of funny, right? Because <laughs> if you get lucky, you can just bring it back every turn. You're an awful human. That sounds just like mean, yeah. <laughs> I, that sounds mean, like something I, Conley Woods would do. My, I am a huge Conley Woods well, fan. My opponent did. I actually I was playing against an opponent who uh, game one. So I go Sire of Insanity, right? Unfortunately, he has a Tamio of the eight. <laughs> so he ult- he ultimated Tamio. I was like, oh, Sire of Insanity is no good. And then he just started ghost courting my lands while ta- <laughs> while playing another Tamio to tap down my Sire. Yeah, that seems like it might be okay. I mean, you know, I'm just guessing here. I don't really know very much, but that sounds like something I wouldn't mind doing. Holy cow, that sounds crazy. Uh, Master of Cruelties, is that something we can play with? Like, I mean, obviously it has an incredibly powerful effect and it's a tremendous blocker, but... It's one of those things that... I mean, basically if you can get through with them once, all you got to do is burn them and their game's over. Or hit them with a so, slap and then... Well, that's just the ultimate slap in the face, right? Oh. What is the... Uh, what's the shell for him? Like, do we want him in Grixis? Is, that's what most people seem to be saying. Well, he doesn't fit in the Grixis tribal deck I sent you because he's not a wizard. Yeah, that deck was horrible. I was only a troll Joshua Lemish. But it's so easy to do. I mean, the Grixis has the ability to do things like fire and away and turn and burn and cyclonic rift just to get blockers out of the way so that he's guaranteed to be unblocked. Hmm. How do you spell doppelganger? <laughs> what? D-O-P-P-L-E-G-A-N-G-E-R. I think you misspelled that. I think it's D-O-P-P-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-L-B-E-
It's not banger. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has. How do you spell doppelganger? E-L, not L-E. All right, so here's what you do in modern. Use the mere doppelganger and turn it into an unblockable creature. Attack with it. After it isn't blocked, turn it into Master of Cruelties. Will that work? Uh, uh, yeah, no, and, it will not work. And then after, by the time it's unblocked, it's already the, the trigger time has already passed. And then afterwards, you can like ninjutsu it, right? And that is something you can do in modern. You can attack with Master of Cruelties once its trigger is on the stack, ninjutsu it to ninja the D powers and win the game, and draw a card. Because you need to draw a card. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's no worse than friggin' what's his name, Withengar Unbound or whatever. Actually, that was in the list of cards that has zero casting cost that you can use with Veralds. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. I was like, oh, this is ridiculous as a search. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's that's something else you could look at is uh, is Ninjitsu with Master of Cruelties in Mudden, because that will win you the game on the spot. It does cost five, though, Master of Cruelties, so it's, you know. Well, sure, but you're winning the game the next turn. I mean, there's not much that... Well, nothing can profitably block it, really, unless it also has First Strike and Death Touch. Another match. Glissa. Yeah, Glissa. I love that card. I wish it were modern playable. But I, I really like the idea of winning with Master of Cruelties. I mean, obviously, it's going to be an achievement for me. And it's a fantastic art on the card. Wouldn't mind seeing it foil. I wouldn't either. I've seen Plasm Capture Fall. In fact, I own one. And it is gorgeous. You're welcome. Oh, I, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was you, wasn't it? And that is another card that I think we'll see play. What about Gaze of Granite as an answer to Bant Hexproof? Definitely. Is that something? Like, I mean, you need to stay alive until turn five. It's kind of a lot. Um, did you? Or it's a five mana, anyway, which might be turn four. Uh, Bayon Hanks previous killing before turn four, if so, wow. It can. I mean, obviously it's not preferable. <laughs> right, but like, I mean, there's more reliable options, maybe? Because I mean... To beat that Hexproof? Oh, well, then Gaze of Granite, yeah. Like what? Well, I'd rather have like Mizzy Mortars or Bonfire. Well, they cost six, or, well, Bonfire is obviously the ideal, but Mortars is six to overload. Right, but, like, Gaze of Granite is, I mean, in essence, you're looking at it for six as well? It's, well, no. Have you ever played against Ben Hexproof? They somehow always have Geist. And always have an Armadillo Cloak. You get the Spectral Flight, though, at five. <laughs> spectral Flight. You get the and Spectral the Flight, you get, um... Invisible Stalker and Banadork. Still like five. What's the uh, the one wide enchantment that's so awesome? Ethereal armor. Yeah, you get ethereal armor. Have you seen these? You make the cards. I don't even know what to make of them. Uh, that's because you don't have to make anything of them. But the answer is a black enchantment is what we're making of them. <laughs> I meant have you read them? <laughs> no, I haven't because they don't require me to brew. Oh, fair enough. Just as a side note, though, one of them, at the beginning of your upkeep, choose one, draw two cards, lose two life, destroy a target creature, or blank, or you lose the game. You can't choose the same mode twice. 
Interesting. Because <laughs> that's not abusable at all. You choose one mode each and then destroy it. Yep. Or your opponent mind flippers you and goes, I choose to lose the game. <laughs> Uh, that reminds me of a play I made in Modern. I was trying out my Trash for Treasure deck in a, uh, a tournament. Uh, by the way, that deck is hilarious. So, so you go, go turn two. You go turn one, um, Exile Simeon Spirit Guide, cast Pentad Prism. Turn two, Trash for Treasure, sack your Pentad Prism. Well, you need to face us looting in there somehow. But you I get, uh, you get like a Mind Slaver or something. Mm-hmm. No, you could do it there. You'd have two lands and two mana from the... Yeah, exactly. But I got a Mind Slaver against this guy and activated it, and he had Plunge into Darkness in his hand. Oh. So what happens if you choose... Did they get a counter to show what mode you've chosen? What? The, you make the card. So, I mean, uh, what happens if you've chosen everything but you lose the game and then you donate to someone? No idea. I don't know either. That's why it's... I don't know how I got this far, to be honest with you. But Plunge in the Darkness, for those of you who don't know, says choose one, sacrifice any number of creatures, then you gain three life for each sacrifice creature, or pay X life, then look at the top X cards of your library, and you can entwine it. So I just chose the pay X life mode and paid all his life. That was fun. Can you pay all his life? Yeah. You can pay up... You can pay down to zero. Oh, Okay. You can't pay life you don't have, but you can pay all the life you have. You couldn't have just left them at one. Why would I do that? Because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. You know what else is funny? Winning the game. No, that's not funny. That's just awesome. <laughs> now, what else have I been looking at? I I really like Blast into uh, Blast of Genius. Yes. The article I'm working on right now talks about it. I think you can build decks around it. I think you can play it in the Omniscience Obsidat's Aid deck. Yep. Already doing it. I've killed many people by discarding uh, Enter the Infinite twice. Well, I don't think I'm playing Enter the Infinite in that deck. Because I don't need to be drawing that many cards, but... So you don't want to maybe win on the spot? Well, but if it gets stuck in your hand, it's That's just... That's why you Genius that way you deal them 12. Sure, but in that one situation, it's good. Well, it's not like you're not also running things like Faithless Looting to get it into the graveyard if it's clogging up your hand. I'm also playing Ralzarek and Gilded Lotus and Nickel Bolas. Yeah, I'm playing Nickel Bolas. Are you playing Ralzarek? Not in the current build. That seems like a mistake. Travis looks uh, I'm running Jason's Architect of Thought, and he's been very good. Well, he is very good. I just picked up a foil. The yeah, of Genius, or the um, Omniscience Obsolescade deck, I was playing against Jund, and um, I just cast Borborygmos, and he's my primary win condition. Uh, forgetting that Jund sometimes plays... Um, Zealous Conscript? Uh, the card that exiles all copies of a card in play. Sever the Bloodline. Sever the Bloodline, thank you. And he severed Borygmos, so I had to beat him by ultimating Nicobolus three times. Okay, yeah. Because you didn't have Blaster Genius, or...? No, it was more fun just to ultimate Nicobolus three times. Yeah, okay. My deck will not be playing Borygmos, because I don't want to play green. But I, I like the idea of Blaster Genius, discard Omniscience, untap, Obsidat's 8, my Blaster Genius back. 
or my I can English good my omniscience back and then cast whatever's in my hand for free yep that is what I've been doing it's a, pleasant. it is an insanely fun deck to play and if aggro ever slows down it will probably be I won't say necessarily tier 1 but tier 1.25 I can tell I can tell you when aggro is going to slow down when the format no longer has burning tree emissary yeah, and the yeah. problem is Thrag Tusk rotates first. Does it? Are we sure it's not going to be an importing? No, they're printing scavenging ooze. Which is yeah. I'm getting off of the Obsidian Hate Trail. <laughs> Didn't Aaron Forsyth say that the reason stuff like scavenging ooze was printed in Commander decks was because it would be too powerful to print right now? Maybe. Well, see, what a, what you know, the, it's like a graveyard thing. See, one of the things I wanted to ask Zach that he was on, and I completely, uh, I was about to say, blinked my mind. Because blanked your mind? You spaced that, on it? That's a saying. <laughs> yes, of course. Is that is. if ever, would it ever be possible to say, like, print basically a set that adds new cards to modern while not adding new cards to standard? Because, like, and actually scavenging was one of the examples, because I'm pretty sure they had mentioned it at one point that, like, Scavenging ooze kind of just, like, went roughshod on a whole bunch of stuff. And I mean, like, it pretty much goes roughshod on a huge amount of standard. Uh, well, right now it does, but we're losing a lot of the reanimator stuff. I well, think no, it's but because it, like, we're going to get uh, fetch lands, and they want something to do uh, right again. shaman. What? Did he just you really are. say that? He, he actually did. Oh my god! I, I suppose they're going to be the onslaught fetch lands too. That is right. Yeah. Me, to you guys have a gentleman's that. bet for a basic land. I say we will have the onslaught fetch lands reprinted within the next what was it five years? M fifteen, you said. No, M eighteen. <laughs> I checked. You, you hear that silence, Travis? That's every single person listening to this shaking their heads at you. Yes, I'd like a plains, please. Actually, I think I'd like an island. <laughs> you will get an island. Get an Arabian Nights Mountain. Oh, there you go. That's a basic land. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll have a Guru Mountain. That's kind of pushing it. All right. APAC? Sure. Oh, no. The Japanese original Ravnica block lands. Oh, yeah. Those are only like 15 bucks, Travis, so. And they're gorgeous. Never seen them. Which, I want the Boros ones, one? please. The mountain or the plains? Uh, let's get the planes, the Boris planes. Okay. I've I've never seen one in the wild. I, I've had them on my wish list at face for ages, and they just they haven't shown up. They don't exist. Well, like, I'm pretty sure they do. Like speaking of cards that don't exist, even though it's only fifteen bucks, people, if you have full art electrolyzers, message me. I want them. <laughs> I had one when I was in Montreal, dude. I know, and I took it off you. So you did. I have full art putrefies. Yeah, they're nice. Okay, I guess, but I'm pretty sure those are easy to find. Let's go check on face. I'm sure they have full art putrefies. I think I already have full art putrefies. But I want the full art... Um, oh, they're ten bucks. Hmm. I want the full art um, electrolyzes. I need two more foil dissipates and another foil death ray, Shaman. I need some French mugging. I'll get... They're on the way. See, okay... Here's what confuses me. You have children, correct? Yes. <laughs> you seem very obsessed with French muggings. Just because um, uh, it's going to go in one of my um, 
Commander decks. I have a blue-red deck that also uses the French Delay. Oh, dear. Not surprised. Me neither. The point of the whole deck is just to mess with your opponent. It has things like uh, Puka Trade and uh, uh, every copy spell known to man and every uh, exchange control spell known to man. I built this deck. It's fun. <laughs> does it have? Then does it have uh, Mishra? And then it wins with uh, with Niv Mizzet and um, either Teferi's Puzzle Box or Mind Moil. Yeah, Mind Moil. No, Teferi's Puzzle Box is great fun, especially with Notion Thief to bring it back to Dragon's Maze. Yeah, because so far I... our brewing is going <laughs> awfully. <laughs> Oh, no, we're coming up with ideas. We're just not brewing an entire deck. And besides, we did find awesome Phyrexian Soul Gorge. That's right. That is I'm getting a playset as we speak. I would really like to see a deck in Modern. We, I think we may have spoken about it before, how Marilyn of the Monsong and uh, Fairy's Puzzle Box locks your opponent out. But so does Notion Thief and Teferi's Puzzle Box. So I'm just wondering if maybe that's a deck that could see some casual play or some fun FNM play, because Modern is an FNM format. I mean, yeah, you could, uh, once they tap out Notion Thief in the turn and then Teferi's on your turn, so, I mean, that's yeah. not exactly unreasonable. And then they untap and put the hand on the bottom of their library and give you a ton of cards. There's the only way they could stop it is if they have an instant, I guess. And I keep yeah. I keep going through the rares and mythics and dragons phase, and there's nothing that like inspires. Well, yeah, I'm st- I'm I'm noticing this that there's not a lot that you can brew around. Uh, I have been brewing around Dragon Shift. How about brewing around Rolls Eric? Since we've mentioned around him, you know, because I didn't just mention Cardarin. <coughs> That's fine. You take the steam right out of my sails, there, Skipper. And no one thought of Rolls Eric. <laughs> no one. Not a person. Not a soul. No. Well, Chris, can, uh, you know, you do the dragon shift thing and just surprise dragon us and go on about it. I just think it's playable as a, as a surprise trick. Right? If you go Goblin Electromancers, maybe you cast some Krenko's Commands or something, get some tokens on the board, and then you just get as close to seven mana as you can with the Electromancers out, and you have six or seven four fours flying at them. I don't know how realistic that is. I wonder why they is. decided on 4-4s. Four why not 5-5s? Five Aren't most dragons 5-5 five five flyers? Are you racist or against 4-4s? Four uh, I don't think 4-4s four are a race. He might be numberist. I am numberist. So, I mean, that just seems like a plan, you know? Like, Goblin Electromancer is semi-playable on its own, and being able to cheapen an overloaded dragon shift isn't a terrible thing. I did think about Splashing White for Council of the Absolute, but then I realized what I really want to do with Council of the Absolute is play it in a deck with Restoration Angel, because I'm a horrible person. You are a horrible uh, person, but not just for that reason. Sarka and Vol made 4-4 four, four dragons. Okay. I, I think 4-4 four, four dragons have been around before. I've seen 6-6 six, six dragons. I've seen 5-5s. Five, I think well, the, the convention is 4-4 four, four or bigger and flying. It just seems like 5-5 five, five is what... I mean... I know what you mean. Like five five seems like it's a dragon. Yes. I mean, even in limited, that's what we the five five flyers are called dragons. That's their nickname. Dagrons. I love Chewie and the Manipool. Those guys are so great. Let's see. 
Let's gather this up. Alaba- Let's not Al- Alabaster Dragon, Archwing Dragon, Bladewing the Risen, Broodmate Dragon, Canopy Dragon, Catacomb Dragon, Dragon Broodmother, Hoarding Dragon, Hypersonic Dragon, Lightning Dragon, Lotus Guardian. Hey, 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 well. Miss Dragon, I'm not done yet. Multi Seal Dragon, Nip, no, uh, Nip you, Miss. You're, a, you're actually done. Nip Miss, it's a 4 4. Uh, Partic Dragon, yeah. Pearl Dragon, Wait, Predator New Dragon. Nip Miss is a 5 5, though, isn't he? N- yes. The old one is. Prey Caesar Dragon, Scion of the Ur Dragon, uh, Skittles is a 4-4, Carex, Two-Headed Dragon, Vishivian Dragon, Volcanic Dragon, and Voracious whoa, whoa, Dragon. Whoa, 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 Some of those are bigger than 4-4. Four, four. No. Volcanic Dragon is a 4 Oh, yeah, that's a 4-4. Four, four, f- I was sure Mist Dragon was a 5-5, five, five, at least. There are plenty of... Well, no, it's a 4-4. Four, four. So, I just noticed that Notion Thief in French is Voleur de Notion. So what's hard of notions in <laughs> French? Let's go check this out. Also, does your uh, weird language deck, Travis, have a Mishra in it? I've been looking for a German Mishra for forever. I can't find one. Well, keep working out. Call, uh, call up Kai. And worker Wunderkind. <laughs> uh, what language hard of notions? French. Hard de notion. <laughs> So this is <laughs> in German this it's Erde von Nigengon. <laughs> in Italian it's Orda di Nozioni. Maybe, so maybe just we need to do it, just collect all the different languages of this card. So Horde of Notions brings back elementals from the graveyard, right? You should probably know we should probably know this since that is what our cast is named. But what is the creature type of voice of research? Not elemental. Yes it is. Uh I bet you, Travis, but it's not. I think it's an uh, elemental avatar, isn't it? <coughs> uh, it's an elemental. It ha-ha. It's an elemental. Haha, you get Travis. <laughs> so it's an elemental. It also makes elemental. The only one that can pimp me out is my wife, Will. Your wife, Will? Your wife's name is Will? That's an eerie coincidence. That's a popular name. Not for women. Wait. How many times have you been to Kentucky? <laughs> as many as I want to. So why don't we just get tokens made of each of us as Voice of Resurgence Elemental tokens? Since, you know, Elementals are brought back by Horde of Notions. Yeah. Mm, see what I did there? No. I um, heard what you I heard what you did there, though. I'm not impressed. If I could be an Elemental Squirrel. Yeah. Sure, why not? Isn't that what Crows and Beast is? I think so. Isn't he a squirrel mutant? Squirrel Beast? Squirrel Beast. Wow. That is one nasty looking squirrel. It's one of the best artwork ever. <laughs> Some, I mean, most of the best artwork is squirrel related, so. What do you think of Catch and Release? Like Murder of Squirrels. I played that at the pre-release. It was fun times. Stole the one of Actually, t- actually I totally blew my opponent out because he had a key run in play and he had two dudes and I stole one of them and then sacked everything. Yeah. Fr- Do you think the it's playing additions and win gets like all the internet points in the world? Uh, but how do you how do you not lose the game when your opponent has an omniscience in play anyway? You've never seen someone pass a turn with omniscience? I've never seen anyone play omniscience. Oh. Yes, it can happen. I've seen someone play an Omniscience deck and get blown out by Dust Mantle Seer. I've seen someone play 
uh, go um, unexpected results, hit omniscience, then go unexpected results, hit another omniscience. Yeah, I've done that. That, that seems valuable. And then pass the turn. But what were we saying about this? Um, Travis thought that you could play catch and release to fight omniscience decks. Right, yeah, no. The release part is the part I'm interested in. I mean, we know catch is good because it's basically a, vol- a zealous conscripts without the 3-3 haste or attack. Yes, we know you like releasing. <laughs> yeah, we know you like catching. Well played. <laughs> okay, you two are just going to, yeah. <laughs> I'll sit over here and be the voice of reason. We we are. Br- that's uh, two two angel protection from green. Uh, that's a bad look on you, Travis. Also, we said we were brewing. We never said what we were brewing. Oh, protection from blue! God damn it. Boo. Anyway, um, yeah, because release it, it does sacrifice a whole bunch of stuff. I was thinking maybe it could go in a deck that wins with Assemble the Legion, but you have to sacrifice an enchantment, so that's no good. It's very hard to break the parity on that card. I don't sure. Um, unless you have a whole bunch of dudes, you can afford to sack one, and um, then there are thousands of ways to make that better <laughs> than just or, we both sack a dude for six mana. Well, then they're also sack- you're also sacking a land enchantment artifact and a planeswalker. So if that hurts them more than it hurts you, it might be a sideboard. Card, what about what about activate legions initiative, then release? Then you yeah, pay I mean, eight mana to, to yeah, kill no, one you, of their creatures. No, you you uh, activate a Legion's Initiative at end of turn. Okay, so at the end of their turn, activate Legion's Initiative, untap, cast release, pass to your second main, or pass to your combat, your dudes come back and you swing. Yep. Why not just play something that kills a creature? You guys are... <laughs> <laughs> You guys are brewing for this. Plus, there's nothing in the, these colors that directly kills a creature. I did see that... Um, that's ridiculous. In red-white, there's nothing that directly kills a creature? What is there? Well, there's lots of stuff. It's just too expensive. Such as? An- Angelic Edict, Trustani's Judgment, Smite. <laughs> we should probably play those over a release then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to talk about something in modern. Um, breaking and entering. I saw somebody brewing with this in modern, uh, cascading into entering. Yeah, yeah, the stupid mill deck. Woohoo. Uh, it also ran like through the breach and, you know, it can't run Emrakul because entering is not instant speed. Although, if in response to Emrakul you violent outburst, you're going to hit it. That sounds very complicated. Well, it's no more complicated than casting a Goya's Vengeance. But in order to reliably, then you can't have anything else that's cheaper than... Uh, cheaper than three? Yeah. So that's fine. You don't need anything that's cheaper than three. How are you going to discard it at instant speed? Or discard it and still have the mana to do this and blah, 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 blah. Can I point out the irony here? What's the irony here? Is that Travis is normally the one that we have to tell that, um, you need a way to discard stuff. You can't just randomly <laughs> have eight things in your graveyard. I know this, that somebody on Twitter had, was talking about this, and I can't remember what they were using to get the stuff into the yard. But I remember looking at it and thinking, that looks like fun as heck. 
Uh, let me see if I can find it. In the meantime, um, breaking and entering... I got blown out by this at the pre-release in Two-Headed Giant. Well, actually, what I really got blown out by, and this will, this will make you laugh, was downsize. Overloaded. Is that they all get minus four, minus zero? Yeah. That okay. could definitely be a, a blowout. I guess. That was a blowout. That doesn't, we, uh, that doesn't seem particularly good. Well, it's not particularly good. That's the whole point. I got blown out by a non-card again. Well, technically, so did his, so did his partner. So did my partner, oh. yeah. So, yes, one person blew three people out. Uh, which, yeah, which, by the way, fun fact, for those of you who don't know, overload targets your partner as well. Yeah, it didn't matter in this case, because we were attacking for lethal, and that just stopped it. Oh, okay, no, because I saw someone overload physical mortars, not knowing that it killed his opponent, his partner's side of the board. Ah, uh, that's amusing. <laughs> How about a um, red-green ramp deck with Zerta Ancient? That card is a trap. You could run Zerta Druid and Farseek as your two-drop accelerants. Hold up, I have a... You, you keep on talking, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong in two seconds. I'm going to quote someone as to why you're wrong. I'm not saying it's good, I'm just asking a question. I mean, if you build your deck to take advantage of the Buku mana uh, better than your opponent, then but it has a chance. opponent gets it first. He possibly does, but also, a 7-5 right now is an ideal size. It dodges most of the removal. What do you think, Well, I can't think of any way for things to go wrong if you tap out and give your opponent a mana flare on turn 5. Nope. None. <laughs> okay, fine. There are plenty of bad things that can happen to you. That is directly uh, quoted from LSB's set review. Oh, I thought that was going to be Conley. No. Hey, I'm just, yeah. I'm just positing. <laughs> no, I, I didn't even play that Unlimited. I, I can't... Manafly was one of my early favorite cards. I played it in Mono Red Burn deck, and I was like, oh my god, but look at all this mana. I can untap and fireball him for so much. And then I realized why it was bad. I had an opponent play it against me at the pre-release. He then went Savageborn Hydra for infinite mana and Clan Defiance for infinite mana. See? You just got to be able to use the mana better than your opponent. Speaking of red-green spells that cost very little mana and are disgusting... Rurik Thar. Yeah. So this actually happened to me on Moda when I was streaming. Guy plays Rurik Thar. I'm like, okay, I am taking six damage to putrefy that right now because otherwise my life is going to be miserable. Okay. So I'm like, putrefy Rurik Thar EOT. Untap, cast Rakdos Drake Unleashed, and then swing in with a couple of dudes for five. Because I'm like, okay, this is cool. You know, he's on like 10 life, and I've got a good board position. And then he goes, sure, untap, Rurik Thar. Why are you playing Rakdos Drake in Constructed? This wasn't in Constructed. Sure it was. This was in Draft. Sure it was. So, Rurik Thar, I think, I mean, we know it's very hard to beat. Sure it was. See, every single time I've played against it, it's been... Like, nothing. It's either forced to attack the next turn and I block and kill it, or I'm willing to take the six to kill it and go about bashing my opponent's face. Fun fact, I played it. I was at seven life. My opponent decided not to attack into it, passed the turn. Then I went armed dangerous, putting myself to one, giving it double strike and making one of my other creatures forced to block everything. Or he had to block everything with it. 
And then I killed him. He was mad. <laughs> He's like, oh, if I attacked, then you were dead. I was like, meh, maybe. Yeah, Armed Dangerous is really good. I think it's better than Overrun. In limited. Uh, what if you have oh, okay. what if you have a million creatures in play? What about it? Well, I'm pretty sure Overrun's better. Okay. I'm just saying. What if you have exactly <laughs> two creatures in play? Who has exactly two creatures in play? In the history of magic, has this ever happened? No. Stop living in magical Christmas. It right. happened last Thursday. Yeah, to a friend of a friend of mine. And his sister. Okay, okay, you guys are just getting silly. this <laughs> like I keep I keep going through these cards trying to find something and I can't. What are you looking for? What about Tajik, Blade of the Legion? Well, that's what, what I'm looking at now. If you have three in play, they all get battalion when they attack. Yeah, the problem with that is he's legendary. Well, you just play Mirror Gallery. You're very narrow-minded, you know. <laughs> what about him and one of those? Um, like a hexproof enchantment dex, since he is indestructible, seems like slapping a uh, unflinching courage on him would be pretty good. Well, maybe when Spectroflight, Geistesen, Traft, and Invisible Stalker all rotate, and we don't have a reason to play blue in that deck anymore, that's a possibility. Why not play blue, white, red? Uh, because then you lose Rancor, Mana Dorks, and unflinching courage. Why not play blue, white, red, green? So then you can't play black. Jeez. Just play, just play Geist of Saint Traft. The more I look at this format, the more I think that's just the answer to most things. Just play Geist of Saint Traft. Okay, the answer to everything is just play Jund. Yeah, just play Jund. That's yeah, what well, you, you might be kind of biased on that front. All right, I think we've degenerated. I think we've given our listeners enough ideas. Uh, there's nothing else that I instantly wanted to bring up thinking about the set. Travis, you got anything that's instantly coming to mind? Um, we never talked about... Um, Plasm capture. Again, it's not something you can brew around. I mean, I like the card, and I will be playing it a lot. What about a plasm capture Aetherling deck? Well, the problem with plasm capture is that you can't rely on it because your opponent actually has to cast a spell that was, is big enough for it to do something. Well, you could counter your own spell. You could, yeah, especially if you're playing with Cavernous Souls. Boom. Combos. Not, I mean, all that really does is double your mana for the next turn. Yeah, combos. <laughs> or numbos, as it's known. I, I like Plasm Capture, and I really want to just leave four lands untapped, have them not attack because they're expecting like Restoration Angel or Advent of the Worm, and then they just like cast a Planeswalker, and I go, nope, I'll take that mana, untap, cast the advent of the one that I was holding in case they attacked, and then use the extra four mana to cast like a Jace or a Rurik Thar or something. Not Rurik Thar, or Ralph Zarek. Yeah, I'm working on a similar deck, and I've, I've decided that if they have to choose between not casting anything and letting you cast Advent Worm, casting something, letting you counter it with Plasma Capture, that's, I'm going to call the deck the Lady or the Tiger. Did you just say you casted Advent of the Worm during your main phase? Why not? Is there something wrong with this? Or if you're playing a control deck that lets you uh, use the mana that you use that from use the mana that you gained from countering to uh, Supreme Verdict, and then you have all your mana to play a dude, or just counter the next spell, or counter the next spell. This set makes me sad. Bring on slivers. 
Oh, God. Will, shut your mouth. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with those slivers. Uh, yeah. And they're not slivers? <laughs> they are slivers. They just evolved more. They're not slivers, they're allies. Uh, you people, you have no, su- you know, have no appreciation for the fact that things change. No, they don't change. Slivers stay the same forever and ever and ever. Well, uh, once something evolves to a certain point, it stops being what it was before. So what? Uh, hold up. Are you allowed to use that word? What word? <laughs> evolve. I mean, you're in Kentucky, right? The cops aren't outside the house. No, but I am only like. Ten miles from the Creation Museum. I want to go someday. Well, is it, uh, am, I, am I alone here, or do you, every time Travis talks, do you think, "Oh my God, he's at it again"? <laughs> the Creation Museum. You haven't heard of this? I'm sure it's a real thing. I'm sure it's a real thing too. That's what I'm so incredulous about. Yes, we have like a um, almost like an amusement park slash museum that's all about creationism. Scavenging news, $19.99 to pre-order. You can now pre-order uh, all revealed Magic 2014 cards on facefacegames.com, by the way. Yeah, so they, they had Modern Masters in stock earlier. I don't know if they still do. Neither do I. But, but it's only available if you're in Canada. So, All right, let's move on to Random Moment of Geekery. Will... Go! Travis, go! Oh, you suck. I, I actually have one. Oh, no, wait. Never mind, Travis. I found one. It's not really a moment of geekery. Um, but I'll put it in the... wherever we put stuff. It's a chandelier that, when it, like, lights up, produces a haunted woods on the wall. That's pretty sweet. I was impressed by it. I'm pretty sure there's another mm-hmm. one that, um... I wanted to show as well, but uh, I don't couldn't find it. So I mean, this will completely ruin your child's psychological state of being for the remainder of their life. But hey, you do remember that recall that my child would have me as a parent. So I mean, really, is like you have made a valid point, sir. So Travis has dropped off the call. So I will do my moment of geekery and we'll try to get him back. Oh. But my moment of geekery is a picture that proves that God exists. And I'm going to post this in the chat, and Will will have it in the show notes, because Will is very good at that sort of thing. Um, It's a bacon rock. There's actually, like, bacon cliff. Yeah, this is proof that there is a God. It's a rock made out of what appears to be bacon, Uh, and it looks delicious. It's a rock that looks like bacon, it's still rock, it's not bacon. How do you know? Have you eaten it? It's a rock. So, obviously, it's not bacon. Would you like to give us your moment of geekery, sir? Uh, the Kentucky Creation Museum. <laughs> there you go. There's my moment of geekery. I was about to say, I think Travis got cut off and then brainwashed by him. <laughs> well, we have Travis's moment of geekery. Let's wrap this baby up. Well, we haven't done shout-outs. Oh, Stop right. stealing my lines. Okay, I had to shout-out to Josh Willemish. Anyone else? <laughs> Do you actually have any real shout-outs, Will? Uh, yeah, to the car. Is it my turn to do shout-outs? Or doing shout-outs? Yes. You didn't, yes, you didn't announce shout-outs. Shout okay, shout-outs. Shout-outs. I like Travis's more. Uh, a shout-out to everyone I went drove down with. Uh, to KYT, Justin Richardson, and Nicola. Justin finished ninth on tiebreakers with BTU, so that's sad, but uh, 
Also, shout out to my buddy uh, Eric Goudreau, who also taught me at the PTQ, and who I've set as my goal to chase down the number of PTQ top eights he has. Although I, I who won the PTQ by the way? Uh, I didn't actually stay around for that. Uh, around here, he's known as Random French Guy because that's who always seems to win. But I believe it's the person who beat me in uh, top eight. It was a Blitz player. Ugh. I believe the final was uh, him against the Vampires deck, and he won. So is Blitz just the best deck in the format when it gets its good draws? Um, let's put it this way. Justin was watching his games, and he told me that it's not possible to draw better than him. Yeah, he And even like the one game, because he didn't lose one game in the Swiss... Apparently, it's because he kept uh, one-landers in both games when he should have mulliganed the hand. So, so Blitz's good draws are better than everybody else's good draws? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I think we knew that. I mean, like, game two, right, I had Tragic Slip and Putrefy in hand, and I still lost. And an Olivia that I got on tap with once. Well, you were just bad. <laughs> and then he had a second Hellrider. Yeah, okay, Travis, shout out. Oh, and anti-shout out to Joshua Lemish, who lent me cards, but I didn't actually use them. No, I'm just kidding, Josh, shout out. Where am I? Anti-shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Travis. Uh, shout out to Kirk DeBay, Brian, Billy, uh, David, all of Team Girth. Shout out to Durfington, David Lee, because I have the sweetest avatar ever on Twitter. It's the squirrel sculptor. Um... Shout out to the wife for putting the children down so I could podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. She put the children down? She put them to bed. Okay, because I was going to say, putting them down, that's a bit extreme. Again, Kentucky. Could, could it? I'm confused by your avatar. You essentially said, oh, you know what? Blue's the best color, so I'm just going to take a blue card. No, I'm making, I'm doing a progression. The last card I did was a red card. I turned Banefire into Squirrelfire. So um. I turned. This time I've turned a blue card into a squirrel card. Next I'll get white and then black. Sad. I'm thinking about a balance with squirrels. <coughs> okay. Uh, and shout out to uh, KYT and Mana Deprived for continuing to post my brew reviews. Yeah, I've been working on mine, but I've kind of got preoccupied tonight trying to put together Miss Form Ultimus. Alright, uh, shout outs from me. I want to give a shout out to the new store in town, Outcast Gaming. Uh, nice little place. There's three stores in Newfoundland? There's more than three stores in Newfoundland. There's three stores now in the Metro St. John's area. Well, there's actually five, but only three with play areas. Uh, I want to give also a shout out to, uh, Extra Balls. Chris Stoyles did a 24 hour stream this past weekend. Nutcase. Uh, pretty good viewership the whole time, so it was uh, it was good to see. Glad he did well there. That's crazy. Twenty four hour stream of what? Uh, magic. I dropped in for an hour on Saturday night when he was drafting. We went through a draft together, and then I fell asleep. Twenty four hours of magic. After twelve hours, I would be wanting to murder people. No, I just I love magic. I could do it too. Oh, I love magic too. But good gracious. There's very few things I can do for 24 hours straight. Um, I also want to... Yeah, I don't don't want to know. Uh, 
I also want to give a shout out to everybody who's been uh, hooking me up with cards for the cube. Uh, my cube is coming together nicely. The list is very lens dirtalific, and uh, I'm really looking forward to actually drafting it for the first time. Shout out to the Twinger who submitted to one of the other cubes in town possibly the most broken card I have ever seen in the history of custom card creation. I've seen it. It's Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Am I exaggerating? No. <laughs> I mean it could be I've seen more broken, but I've seen people submit zero casting and artifacts that say win the game, so Yeah, well that, then they're just trolling. But okay, so it's blue green hybrid, blue green hybrid for an instant. Choose one or both. Counter target spell or search your library for two, up to two land cards. Put one onto the battlefield and the other onto the battlefield tapped. Shuffle your library. Not broken at all. Not in the slightest. Absolutely how, bonkers broken. How much would Maverick want this card in Legacy? How much would anything want this card in any format ever? But, I mean, it's a it's a mono-green counter spell. It's better than Mana Drain. <laughs> it's better than Jace. Are you kidding? Like, Belcher tries to go off, you counter it, and you get two lands? In green? Mental. How much would elves like that? I'll yeah, cut your yeah. spell. Let me go get my uh, uh, guy's cradle. Guy's cradle. Good game for me. Anyway, yeah. So shout out to him, uh, and that's about it. I don't really have many shout outs this week. Uh, shout out to everybody who's been telling me how much fun my deck was to play. Anti shout out to the same Twinger who was going to play my deck at F and M, but then decided he was going to play. For your normal, boring, red, white, blue flash instead. Oh, I have one more. I shouted to that Twinja. <laughs> Listen, this deck is good, I'm telling you. It's fun as hell. I had fun playing Jun. I'm sure you did. I'd have fun playing Jun too if I top aided a PTQ. Yeah, I'd have fun playing anything that top aided a PTQ. I'm pretty sure that when you actually do win a PTQ, we're all going to have be bound by honor to pick you for the Fantasy Pro Tour as our tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> so well, not picking no stupid Canadian. That's fine. I'm not <laughs> picking myself. <laughs> Maybe they'll let you on Team Mana Deprived so you don't have to join the Northern Planeswalker Alliance with Doug Potter and Mark Anderson. What? Seriously? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know Lauren Lee was, like, writing up the profiles because, well... Supposedly, Star City Games no longer wanted her. Yeah, that's something else, and we won't talk about it. But uh, it's now time for us to leave. Shout out to, so shout out to, to Lauren Lee. Let's wrap this baby up. So, for Will, for Travis, and for the absent Adina, this is Chris saying join us again next time for another exciting episode of Board of Ocean. Hell rider, I hate you. <laughs>